Welcome to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. I'm Stephen Rothberg, the founder of College Recruiter Job Search Site. At College Recruiter, we believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. And I'm Peter Zolman, founding principal of the AIM Group, the leading global business intelligence service for marketplaces and classified advertising companies. We consult with recruitment marketplaces companies and publish AIM Group recruitment intelligence and a free weekly digest. We also host the annual Global RecBuzz Conference. This is the podcast for you to learn more about how to create, manage, and work with general, niche, and aggregator job boards and recruitment marketplaces. Well, hello, Mr. Zolman. It is a pleasure being back with you. It is good to be here. It's another Thursday, and that means we're podcasting again. Yeah. Thursday also means if you're in college, that's the night that you go out for beers because you only have one more day to get through through the weekend, and and you can just tough it out for that day. Oh, I know. I knew so many people in college who made sure they never took a class on Friday. <laughs> Um, and then they never took a class on Monday and, you know, but if you can work it out and somebody, some people took just Tuesday, Thursday classes, um, Hey, whatever it takes, right? Absolutely. And we're going to talk about college. Here's the transition. Here's the awkward transition. I did that. Right. I did that. So we're going to, we're going to talk about the whole college life, at least from the employment status uh, side with, with today's guest. Um, she is uh, Kelly Cherwin, the Director of Editorial Strategy at Higher Ed Jobs. And uh, Higher Ed Jobs is the leading job board and resource site in academia. Every time I read that word, by the way, I just sort of feel like it's Greek, but whatever. I think it's the weird IA at the end. Um, Kelly teaches project management and strategic management courses at two different universities in the Chicago area, apparently She's so good. She gets two instead of just one. And uh, she's also the co-host of the Higher Ed Jobs podcast. And they offer great career advice to staff and faculty of, of colleges and universities. So, Kelly, before I just completely go off the rails, I want to welcome you to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. Well, thank you to you both. It was very, there's a very nice introduction. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, we are glad to have you. It is nice to talk to people in Chicago, especially people in Chicago who had the brains to get out of Minnesota, <laughs> um, unlike some people who stayed in Minnesota. Guilty. Uh, uh, yep. Guilty as charged. I lived in Buffalo for seven and a half years, five and a half years, rather, and that's why I now live in Florida. It's a good reason. Well, I must say, part of my, part of my heart still is in, in in Minnesota, but I do love the Chicago area. And I will also say that I grew up from in Wisconsin. So if you hear the uh, the, the about in some of the words, that's that's where it's coming from. <laughs> well, you'll hear a a lot from Stephen because he's a Winnipegger um, <laughs> originally, but uh, linguistic differences. I was kicked out of Canada because I didn't say a at the end of my sentences. So I, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to stay. I lived in Buffalo, which is honorary Canada, although they didn't want it either. <laughs> um, and uh, I often said A, and people would look at me and go, are you from Canada? Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> jobs and job boards and recruitment marketplaces and things like that. What on earth is the difference from a job seeker and an employer perspective 
between a job at a corporation and a job at a college or university on the staff or faculty? So I, I think I'll, I'll start with the, the I'm, I've been in, in the higher ed space for over 20 years. So I, I think I can speak a little bit more to, to, uh, to that side, but in terms of um, the actual process of looking for a job, I'm I'm going to say that's probably similar in how people are looking for in terms of what the resources they're using. They're using, um, you know, LinkedIn. They're using personal referrals. Um, you know, maybe they're connecting to the institute or l- looking at the company's website and things like that. But with the higher education space. Um, uh, using a, a specific site like Higher Ed Jobs is nice because it allows you kind of to drill down to specific areas in in terms of of you know the higher education um, uh, space. And does that have to do with you know terminal degrees, degrees, uh, types of job, uh, tenure track, non tenure track, or what's what are those differences that matter on higher ed jobs? Yeah, that's a great question. We we and I don't want this to be a a sales pitch for for higher ed jobs, but we're really proud of all the work that we've done over the years to make the 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 site and the the process a little bit easier. We completely understand that a job search, it, it, it no matter if it's in higher ed or outside higher ed, is is difficult. It can be emotional. It can be. Um, you know, draining. It's 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 a lot of work. I mean, there's sometimes that you know you might not even want to check your email. the The thought of sending out another application is is tough. So, for higher ed jobs, we um, allow our job seekers to to go in and search for you know maybe if they want a full time, if they want a part time, if they want um, to to maybe teach online, if they want to work um, as a staff member on on campus, if um, you know, whatever type of designation, maybe they have a, a, a partner or spouse of a, a dual career. So we allow people to really kind of drill down it and seek that, uh, hopefully that, that ideal position. So I don't know if, if, um, you know, if, if, um, private sector has that type of ability to kind of, uh, you know, drill down as far as, you know, looking at thousands of, of colleges and universities, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how we do it. We're pretty, pretty, uh, um, uh, you know, happy with the way that we can, the services and the support we can provide to our job seekers. Yeah. The, you know, part of the support that higher ed jobs offers that I think is, is it's not unique, but it's really unusual in the job board and recruitment marketplace space is, is the content that you generate. And when at college recruiter, we, we refer to content as job content, you know, job posting ads and non-job content. So I'm, I'm talking specifically about the non articles, blogs, videos, webcasts, podcasts. And one of the things that I recently learned about higher ed jobs is that you're able to measure the ROI um, on that content. You know, when you publish an article, you've got an idea of like, not only what the cost of doing that is, but what the return on that, the revenue generated should be. Um, Walk us through how you guys do that and then also the, the benefit of being able to do that? Well, we actually don't put a, a huge amount on, on the actual um, money side, the profit side. Obviously, we have a, a stable of, of uh, you know, paid regular contributors, but we are really, really fortunate that we have a huge amount of volunteer writers that contribute to, to our site. I, I often joke that I have... Um, 
the the best job at higher ed jobs because I, I get to to speak to so many different experts across uh, you know the the college campuses who volunteer their time to write um, you know maybe they they wrote a, a book about higher ed or maybe they wrote um, or you know they're experts in whatever area it is so we have them um, you know contribute to to our site so in terms of yes you're right we do measure how many views we have we um we we love to see engagement we we like to um we like to see you know people forwarding the 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 articles um you know responding on social media it 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 it, it it's it feels good but the reason i i I say we don't specifically measure in terms of, you know, profit and money and ROI in terms of financial is because we don't think that an article topic that gets, say, 1,500 views or 2,000 views is any less important, more important than than um, an article that might get 12,000 views. So it really depends on, on what that job seeker is looking for. Or, um, you know, I should back up a little bit and say not, not everyone that comes to our site is actual job, active job seekers. We have um, a large population of, of passive job seekers as well. So, you know, maybe you're working on, on campus and you're just interested to see what's happening in, in higher ed. Maybe there is a, a book review or something like that. So that's kind of how we measure um, success, if you want to say, if, if, if people are, if it's resonating with people and it's, it's helping them, uh, connect in their, their career and potentially help them get that job. So, um, hopefully that, that, uh, answers your, your question there. Are, are most of the, uh, articles, uh, evergreen? Do they last forever? Not, not all of them, but we do definitely have a large amount of, ever, of evergreen articles. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, some of my, my team and I were just looking through our job search articles the other day, and we saw some great pieces that were, yeah, from 2014, 15, 16, 17, and we're looking at them saying, should we, are these out of date? Should we refresh them? I mean, obviously some are, you know, might have some type of political connection or things like that, that, um, you know, obviously, you know, time has passed, but um, a lot of the 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 tools that we try to equip our our readers with have stayed the same, but we definitely want to re- refresh content. So we look at that. But yeah, we have a good balance of evergreen and kind of uh, you know breaking up to date type of of content as well. I mean, obviously, with the pandemic, things have our content has changed a little bit in terms of of you know people interviewing hybrid and things like that. So we try to evolve. We'll be back right after this break. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. Welcome back to the Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces podcast. You host a podcast, Stephen mentioned it, and it's now in its second season. What have you learned about doing a podcast that applies to other job boards, recruitment marketplaces? If they want to do a podcast, what should they know? And what did you screw up that you would tell them, <laughs> don't do this? Oh, uh, yeah, I could probably talk uh, the next 20 minutes on, on some things that we, we uh, would, would um, 
uh, yeah, made mistakes or, or like I said uh, earlier, just kind of evolve. But I guess my biggest uh, piece of advice would be, you know, for those people who are, are maybe contemplating doing it, um, I know this is, sounds simple, but just do it. I, I will admit that I never had this burning desire to be a co-host of a podcast. It, I really didn't. But my, my, my friend, um, Andy Hibble, who kind of pushed me into doing it, pushed both of us, actually. He pushed me in a good way. He pushed both of us out of our comfort zone. And, um, you know, we realized that we have some, uh, you know, experience in, in higher ed and some, some uh, expertise to, to share. And we both kind of had to get out of, I mean, I can't speak for Andy, but get out of our heads. So that's kind of what I would say is like, just do it, stop overthinking it. Um, you know, just, just, uh, you know, I, maybe I have a little bit of that imposter syndrome and just like, let it go and just do it. So that's kind of the first hurdle that we, uh, uh, we had to overcome. But in terms of other, um, kind of the, the good and, and bad things. We, we, when we first started out, I know we were, um, I'm not sure if, if anyone listened kind of the first Mike smiling, the first couple episodes, we were very, very like, uh, scripted and, and, and serious and we were uh-huh. like reading and, and things like that. So, um, kind of like, I, I love what you guys did. Um, you know, at the beginning where we were just kind of having some conversation and, um, you know, getting going with that. But so that's kind of the actual, like the recording side and, and getting better, but in terms of, of content and, and my advice to people in terms of, you know, getting guests and, um, you know, coming up with topics is really, use your network. We, uh, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about the, the people that we've worked with over the years in terms of experts and writers and, and, you know, freelancers, if, if you can tap into, to their knowledge, and since you have a relationship already with them, it's, it's a great conversation. And it's, that's, that's, what's key, the word conversation. So if we've, when we kind of developed our podcast, we had this idea of, you know, we're walking across campus and we might see a colleague on the quad and, and sit down and have a, uh, have a, you know, brief conversation. And, you know, it's, it's not often that you're walking across campus and have a a list of questions that you sit down and, and, you know, uh, drill a colleague. So, um, Andy and I go back and forth a lot. We, we, we laugh, we, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, definitely make mistakes. I mean, a common, a running, uh, a, a joke is I, and actually Mike can probably say this too. We, uh, Andy will, will, uh, kind of, uh, flub our own names or our titles. Like we, we make mistakes, but you know what? <laughs> you just, you move on. We're, we're, we're humans. We, you know, we, uh, we have fun. So, um, those are some things that, that we've learned too. But then the other thing, and I'm sorry, I keep talking here, but it's, it's exciting because we have learned a lot, um, is, to watch the the um, the amount uh, the the content in one episode. When we originally started, we thought we, we kind of coined it like we're gonna pair some some uh, episodes, and we recorded a thirty minute episode with a guest, and then Andy and I would also record a whatever 15, 20 minute conversation, and then uh, our our producer Mike would would edit it and put it together, and it turned into too much. It was too much content. It was too long, and as we all know in today's society, we don't have a lot of time to digest or a lot of patience, I guess, to digest a really long, even though Andy and I are so, so just exciting and interesting to, to, to listen, people don't <laughs> want to listen to us for 45 minutes. So as I keep going on and on, I will stop there so people don't have to listen to me and you guys can ask me anything else. 
<laughs> well, that's that's great. I I, I mean, w- one thing is, uh, as, as you know, Kelly, uh, you know, one of my best friends is Andy, and so I'm just going to say this in jest. But you did reference that he's uncomfortable. I think he makes all of us uncomfortable. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so one one of one of the um, the one of the reasons that I listen to um, to the Higher Ed Jobs podcast is to to hear him and you. Um, and you're right. It is. It's interesting. I was sitting here going like, yeah, you know, as I listened to season one, it did evolve over time. You do, the two of you became more natural. It was more conversational. Um, Certainly the same has happened with Peter and me. And I think your advice to other podcasters is spot on. You have to know what you're talking about. You can't just hit record and wing it. Um, But you have to have some you know, we, we, we want to talk about A, B, and C, but the words, the conversations, whatever, it, it needs to be um, really natural. Um, the, um, you know, in terms of the, the podcasting that Higher Ed Jobs does, for those who haven't listened to your podcast, um, do you tell people, tell, tell, tell the listeners, are, are you targeting that to the employers? Are you targeting that to the job seekers? Is there a different audience? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, as we've, you know, like I said, we, we've tapped into our our, um, our network, every topic is a little bit different. And one topic might be a little bit more geared towards um, the employer perspective. Another topic might be really job seeker focused. Um, another topic could be just um, a, a thought piece. Um, you know, so it, it really we haven't just said this is just for for job seekers. So we, speaking of, um, you know, we talked about evolving. Another thing that we we learned is to kind of be flexible in, in the type of content that we've created. And you probably listened to Andy's um, uh, idea of the, the 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 playlist. So we kind of have a little bit of fun, and we ask for um, engagement from our audience. So uh, that's, I guess, another piece of advice. Actually, I would offer is for those people who are doing podcasts ask for feedback from your listeners. You know, we, we allow people to, um, you know, re- reach us through email or through Twitter. And um, another awesome uh, kind of uh, side episode that have has um, kind of developed is called our, our mailbag, which where um, listeners will will email or, or, you know, contact us with, with actual, you know, questions that they have re- regarding a job search or an issue on campus. So um, it, it can really, you know, back to your question, it, it can be from a job seeker. It can be someone who is, is you know, having a, um, an, an, an issue on, on campus with something, um, you know, they're dealing with. So we've um, had a, another friend come in, uh, Matt Trainum, who will interview some, some leaders across, across uh, campuses. And then he talks to, to Andy and, um, you know, we, we, we just have a, a, a great conversation with that. So we're, we're kind of lucky that we get to talk to so many different on audiences in terms of job seekers and employers and faculty and, and leadership and entry level and, and things like that. That's what's so, so cool about, about higher ed. So, um, I didn't, originally say that back in my, my, when you, the first question about kind of the difference between higher ed and, and kind of the private sector, but it's kind of the, the why, um, why people want to go that route, why higher ed? And it's to be kind of a, um, a, a bigger part of, of society. You have that, I know this sounds corny, but as, as a faculty member, I can say that 
I do love the fact that I can make, you know, a, a difference to, to, to people on, um, to students on campus. And I think that's what, what higher ed is, is all about, you know, staff and, and faculty, no matter if, if you're a groundskeeper or a president, you are touching people's lives. So if your personal mission Heck connects yeah. with, with the higher ed mission, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. And I didn't quite feel that when I was in the private sector. So sorry, that kind of wove back to no, the, the original first question, but <laughs> No, I love I, I love the energy and love the answer. That's that's a perfect circle. And that brings us to 19 minutes and 15 seconds. So if we're targeting 20 minutes, we should probably wrap up about now. Uh, the obvious question that we always ask at the end of the podcast is for somebody who wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to find you? And do you give out your email address or should they find you through higher ed jobs or what's the best way from there? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's multiple ways. People are, um, uh, they can connect with me on, on LinkedIn, um, Kelly Sherwin, uh, or yeah, you can always, uh, reach us through, um, higher ed jobs, uh, podcast at higher ed jobs or yeah, our, our Twitter account. So if people are interested in that, um, you know, they can connect through the, the podcast email. So. That sounds perfect. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and we've had a good time, which is even better. <laughs> it was very natural and we didn't have a script and by golly, it still worked. So thank you very much for doing this. Uh, thank you, Stephen. And we will catch you at the next conference somewhere or when we're in Chicago or who knows. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. Definitely not in Wisconsin, though. Definitely not in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Inside Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces is a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts, College Recruiter, and The AIM Group. Please subscribe for free on your favorite app. Review it. Five stars are always nice. And recommend it to a couple of people you know who want to learn more about Job Boards and Recruitment Marketplaces. Special thanks to our producer and engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Peter Zolman of The AIM Group, the leading global consultancy in the field of marketplaces and classified advertising. Find out more about our reports on recruitment marketplaces, job boards, and classifieds, including our new recruitment marketplaces annual at aimgroup.com reports. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg of job search site College Recruiter. Each year, we help more than 12 million candidates find great new jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who hire at scale and advertise their jobs with us. You can reach me at stephen at collegerecruiter.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.